Are you an entrepreneur, influencer, or expert in your field? Did you know that speaking is one of the highest paying professions in the world? Download my free PDF checklist on how you can become a highly paid speaker. Go to jamieabbott.com forward slash speaker guide. Welcome to Perfect Public Speaking with Jamie Abbott. My guest today is Sharon Joy Galway, who is a business and mindset coach and the woman behind Sharon Joy Coaching, helping coaches, healers, and soulful consultants in the startup stages of their business get clear and go from swirling to solid. She is the host of the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast and holds a Bachelor of Teaching as well as a Diploma of Neuro-Linguistic Programming, also known as NLP, and Strategic Coaching from the Institute of Applied Psychology. She uses a blend of strategy and alchemy in her coaching to help clients overcome blocks that hold them back from becoming who they desire to be, tune into their deepest desires and get out of their own way in order to bring their dream service-based businesses to life. She has a background in educational leadership and marketing, previously working as the Australian marketing manager for a global lifestyle brand and primary school deputy principal in a busy and diverse school in southwestern Sydney, not far from where she grew up. Sharon started her business in 2018 and since then has had a number of entrepreneurial ventures, including service and product-based startup businesses before finding her true calling in business and mindset coaching. Sharon made a complete life leap in 2017 when she exited teaching, sold her house in Sydney and moved her family of five into a caravan to travel Australia for two years and she's now settled on the New South Wales mid-north coast. Welcome to Perfect Public Speaking, Sharon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's such an honour to have you. We've done a little bit of work together with Instagram Live and I presented in your fabulous membership group recently as well. We've now had a rebrand this season of the podcast and it's called Perfect Public Speaking. How do you go with your public speaking? Do you love it? Do you, is it something that you, you've always loved and you're always putting your hand up to speak in public? I have always loved public speaking. I remember very vividly, I think the first person who identified me as a speaker was my year four teacher, rest his soul, Mr. Beck, a wonderful, wonderful teacher. And he was one of the first people that really identified me as somebody to put me in a place to speak publicly. I remember he stood me up there to play one of the lead characters in a in a school, you know, assembly item. And, you know, I was very nervous and I still get nervous, but I really do love public speaking. It's going on to do teaching and being in educational leadership and then in marketing and training. Certainly, there's been lots of different platforms over the years, but I love public speaking. I think it's a great medium and it's, you know, you never know what gold you've got you think when you're going to present a piece that there's that this is the golden nugget and often it's later the things that they take away is just absolutely amazing and and always fascinates me so yeah a big fan of public speaking and so do you think that teaching background where you have to which I find would be an intimidating situation personally standing up in front of a classroom of kids do you think that really gave you that great grounding for what you're doing now and you're, you're teaching you've got a lot of people in your membership do you really feel like that gave you great foundation for what you do now 
It's hard to say because, you know, over the years, I've worked with a lot of very introverted teachers who were still able to stand and deliver to a classroom of their students, but ask them to speak at you know, parent information night and they just about crumble. So I would say that certainly the leadership roles that I played in education have given me good standing in terms of public education, also some activism work and political type work that I've always been, you know, as a side interest of mine has put me on stages and places where, you know, there's been debates and discussions. So I would probably say that that's more inclined to be the area where I've had my training ground. But certainly, you know, it gets used a lot in lots of different forums. I'm I'm also the president of our local business women's network here on the Coffs Coast of New South Wales. And so, you know, often they'll I'll be speaking to rooms full of business women and, you know, through podcasting and a whole range of different things but it was probably more in educational leadership and that training aspect where I had to work across the parent and community aspect and across school stuff that was uh, a little bit more than just in the classroom. Yeah fabulous. If you're somebody who is looking to scale and you're looking for software that can help you generate more income in your business, look no further than Kajabi. It's an all-in-one platform with products, websites, landing pages, payments, analytics, marketing automation, email, communities, and more. It all just works. You can create courses, coaching programs, membership sites, podcasts, newsletters, and bundles. Enjoy multiple income streams. Get a free 14-day trial at Jamie Abbott com forward slash Kajabi. I want to have a chat to you about your membership because I actually didn't know how successful you are as a business, a leading online business owner until the other day when you asked me to present and I thought, oh, maybe it'll just be a small handful of women inside your membership and it was packed. <laughs> so many people there on the screen. So how have you been such a success? Is it something that you have built up slowly and every month new members join and no one leaves? Can you tell me about that? Because I was blown away. Oh, that's lovely to hear. Uh, Well, my membership was started, we're about, at the time of recording this, we're heading towards our first birthday. It was the 1st of October 2021 when Solid, Solid Business for Soul-Led Women, which is my membership and my trademark, was actually launched. And, And it has grown from strength to strength in that time. I have had probably only a couple of members leave and it's usually because you know it wasn't a right fit for them and it was mutually agreed that actually this probably isn't the best place but you know it's the best kept secret on the internet what can I say it's now over 40 women in that container and I'm really proud of that but I think the thing is Jamie is the people that I tend to work with have often they've they've tried two camps of places they've been in memberships where there was a lot of strategy and it was very i want to say masculine energy in nature very do 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 go 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 work hard and that <laughs> didn't always feel right in their body because they're so, what i call soul led women And so part of that is they've got a body that's underneath their head. (laughs) And so there was a lot of head work there. But equally, they've also been in spaces, a lot of them, that are only uh, alchemistic, only magic, only 
woo, only mindset and no strategy. And so I fill this gap in the middle that I call the messy middle. And I think that's that's why it's been so successful because I work with a fairly small niche. I don't work with everyone. I work with coaches, healers and soulful consultants, which are usually people who work in either the social work, parenting, birthing, doula, postpartum space, that matrescent space. So I'm quite niched down in that respect. And I feel that gap of, of bringing together the strategy and the alchemy, the masculine and the feminine, and we work with both. So people get lots of great strategy. I'm all about best practice. I'm absolutely, I love best practice, but I also like to work with our energy as well. So I give people you know, a nice way of working that is different to what a lot of other people are doing, I guess. It definitely had a positive energy when I presented a public speaking masterclass the other day. Want to get paid to speak? It will only take a few minutes. Download a free checklist and find out how at jamieabbott.com. Just a question on your marketing. Are you evergreen with your membership so people can jump in at any time or do you do dedicated launches where you say, doors are now open, jump inside my membership? How do you work it? That's a great question. So when I launched the membership on the 1st of October last year, I actually closed the doors after the launch for six months. So I wanted to set the tone and the culture with a group of my founders. And I would recommend to anybody launching a membership that that just worked so well. And I think that's really what has helped set the tone and the culture for what now is everlasting because I had that core group of people who joined me. They were my initial founders. I absolutely loved the heck out of every single one of them and their businesses. And together we formed a really beautiful container that now that culture is embedded. And, you know, they really helped me bring my vision to life. So I've been really grateful for that. After the first six months, then I have gone more to an evergreen model. However, I still do periodic launches, if you like, where there might be, you know, a promotional offer or something where there's a drive towards it. But I've, I, you know, whether I'll keep it that way forever, I don't know. But I really like the fact that I can help people when they need help. I don't have to say, oh, I've just launched, come back and see me in five months time. Yeah, so I'm really interested in that because I have a public speaking academy which I just have, I'm not even pushing it. People who really want coaching from me, it's a really affordable way to jump in. Whereas I'm live launching the course paid to speak. And I wonder if I should switch that around, maybe put the course on evergreen and then live launch the membership. So what are your thoughts on that? Is it just sort of a matter of trial and error and see what works best? Yeah, look, I think it is. And I think one way to know is, you know, you've got to, like, as I would say, personally, when it comes to establishing a membership, I really believe that it worked really well to have those founders just in the container for that, at least that first six months until the culture was defined and the rhythm was defined. I mean, if you haven't had a membership before, that long-standing holding that container um, is an energy in itself and I know that I waited longer 
than a lot of other people to launch a membership. And that was quite deliberate because I'd watched a lot of online course creators and service deliverers online really burn out quickly by launching their memberships too early in their business. And then they realized that this is a lot to handle. Whereas when, you know, when you've been doing it for a while, like I have, it, it was very comfortable and felt like a very natural progression. Mm. Um, but by having that closed container for the six months you know the culture was defined you know it was just really nice to not have the disruption of onboarding and offboarding and because that can be quite distracting unless those systems and processes are really well refined which again is another good reason why to live launch and have open and closed carts because you know it means that you're not using up energy to do all of that but I guess the downside of that is you know that people can't come in at any time so it's a difficult one I think for myself I am moving towards having an evergreen course and that will be sort of people can come into that at any time and down the track I will probably move to more of a live launching model with the membership again it does take work when you're onboarding and offboarding people mainly onboarding but you know I think when that's happening all the time you can do it better when you do it on mass there's one word that you keep sort of bringing up and that is the word energy and I, I want to ask you a little bit about that and how you've kind of niched into that space and the NLP words as well that's something which I, I swear, 12 months ago, I had never heard that term. And now all these people are accredited or trained in NLP. Tell me what it is in layman's terms. And is it a new thing? It's, is it a buzz thing? Tell me a little bit about it. Well, I'll talk about NLP first, and then I'll come back to the energy piece because they're quite different. So, I mean, NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, to be honest, it has a really unfortunate reputation. It has been around for quite a long time, but unfortunately it's been used in a lot of ways to manipulate people. It's steeped in psychology and our construction of language. So I love as an educator that it's related to the way that we, our brains are wired and the way that we've constructed language through our life. And so when we think of words, we might have positive and negative associations to those words. We often think in words, we think in pictures, we think in colours, and we can use NLP to reshape our thinking. So it's fantastic for, you know, addressing um, mindset blocks, you know, be it fears, phobias, anxiety. It's going to be wonderful for you, Jamie, for your clients with public speaking because it literally puts almost like with these techniques that are very quick and simple because people would be thinking, oh, yeah, like I've had this, it's like therapy, it takes a long time. But actually, you know, I have been able to heal some of my own traumas in five seconds and I've done it also with clients very, very quickly through using some very quick reframe techniques that take less than five minutes and I don't even need to know what their trauma is. They can just hold it in their head, hold it in their body, and then I can help them shift it. So there's some really, there's quite a large range of techniques that an NLP master practitioner would use. There's also some techniques that, you know, there's different levels of qualifications in NLP, but, you know, people who are master practitioners also go into values work. So they do things like values elicitation, help people understand what makes them tick by revealing their underlayer values, but just really reshaping 
knowing the the associated words that we have attached to specific words can actually influence a whole range of things so we can we can reshape and have people do some pretty clever things but on the downside of that nlp over the years has been used you know in a way to manipulate people because it's a very very powerful cognitive tool that can be used to manipulate so there was a time there where you know people would use it for dodgy sales tactics and things like that that is really not used in in a positive way but when you use it for removing mindset blocks it really is an incredible tool so love nlp absolutely anyone wanting to try and shift anxiety mindset issues blocks around showing up on social media public speaking little quick shifts can be done to to move that stuff on very quickly with regards to energy work I mean, everything is energy. Everything is constructed from energy. It's the laws of the universe. There's masculine and feminine energy. So it's the polarity between everything in the universe, right? Day, night, winter, summer, everything. Everything has polarity, those masculine and feminine energies. And one of the things that I do in my business is I help women in business to work with their inner energy in like masculine and feminine strategic and alchemical to be able to move the needle in a way that feels better than just sitting in either the masculine energy which is all that head energy you know it's the energy that tends to lead to overwork and burnout and on the flip side too much feminine energy is usually where we get things like you know an oversupply of overwhelm and you know flipping and flopping all over the place and not having a clear direction so working with those two energies to really bring things into focus is an important part of what I do. But also, you know, making sure that we have clean and clear energy in order to, you know, to get momentum and move forward in our business. And that, you know, there's a whole lot behind that, right down to our personal well-being, how we fuel our body with food, how much time we have out from our business, what our other relationships in our life are, you know, how they're all operating. So there's a lot to go into it. But, you know, I think it's so important to me that part of my membership in Solid is that I actually have the person that I turn to for energy work come into my membership once a month as our intuitive energy coach and provide that as a service to all of my clients because I know how important it is to have that clean and clear energy. So, you know, and I mean, we know that we're hearing more and more, you know, in the space about, you know, people, high-level kinesiologists and Reiki healers who were working with, you know, people at the top of the corporate ladder, you know, people at the top of government, because we know that this energetic work is a big part of being able to be productive and, you know, and get the most out of, of what we're here to do, but also stay in alignment, which I think is also really important because it brings us back to our true north and anchors us into, you know, who we really are so that we can act with a level of integrity that's in alignment with with those values that we hold dear. Oh, I love that. Public speaking is a key skill for anyone. Imagine if everyone in your team could speak with confidence. Invite Jamie in to transform the way your company communicates. 
Discover more at jamieabbott.com. One final question for you, and I could ask so many questions of you all day, but I, I mentioned in your bio that, you know, you've had a pretty interesting couple of years with, you know, a complete life change and then travelling around Australia as well. Can you tell me how that came about and how it all unfolded? You know, we, uh, my best friend describes my husband and I as having peaked too early. So we've been together for almost 30 years now. We met in high school. And so, you know, I bought my first home at 21. I was married at 22. I was a targeted graduate from university straight into, you know, school as a 21-year-old teacher. And, you know, we'd had all of our children and, you know, all of the things by the age of, 37 and and so I started to really probably it was around about January 2016 I'd lost my mum in 2013 to ovarian cancer and I think when you have a very significant thing happen in your life be it health or wealth or you know some kind of tragedy that it really does make you question if you're living in alignment with what you actually want and so I was already questioning for a few years and it was January 2016 my husband and I decided to write a 50 by 50 bucket list 50 things by the age of 50 that we wanted to achieve it was in line with his 40th birthday I was 37 at the time and it was almost exactly a year to the day that that list had completely changed our life and really what it brought us, it brought into focus that we were not willing to settle on our laurels. The fact that we had a great marriage, we had a beautiful home, we had three amazing kids and we just weren't happy to go, well, this is it now. Like this is this is the hamster wheel that we're on until retirement and we weren't ready to to settle. And so we started to look at where we could find the magic in the midlife. And I'm really big on that now because so many of my clients are people who have made this aha moment. And I started digging. So, you know, between the ages of 35 and 42 is significant in lots of cultures around the world. So um, it's been identified as, you know, this sort of like seven-year life pattern in a number of different cultures. And between 35 and 42 is often in this moment of reckoning. And I'm going to say particularly for women and, you know, in some cultures it's the belief of where the third eye chakra opens and expands. And, you know, I, I could really identify just by accident that there was this this age where there was a lot happening and I, I kind of went and discovered more about that because I was curious but I was definitely in that age when there was this this you know this isn't it <laughs> like this isn't it we've been sold a lie here like everything is great but I want more I'm not done here yet and so we started to question the status quo and it was like why do we have to live in a big city why do we have to have these kind of stable careers that we're in for our whole entire lives and it was through that questioning that and our 50 by 50 list that all of a sudden everything came into focus and we realized that our calling was to travel and so that was it we literally overnight decided that we'd already been caravanners and we thought this is it we, we were going to travel around Australia anyway so we just brought it forward and sold our home sold 
majority of what we owned at the time and yeah moved into our 23 foot caravan and that was home for two years and we settled here on the mid-north coast and we've never looked back i love that i love it i would love to do that next year with my two toddler boys before they start school so um it's i think it's every online business owner's dream i think you know because we can do it anywhere in australia anywhere in the world and so i take my hat off to you because you actually did it now I'll take a, a suitcase and a passport any day. Uh, <laughs> we've still got our caravan, but we hire it out to families who want to experience what caravan life is like and dip their toe in because we really believe how wonderful it is. We had a travel a travel blog, a family travel blog. We've got a Facebook group with over, over 4,000 travelling families in it. And, you know, it, it's a great life. It really is. But it also brings into focus the little things that often we don't notice that we really appreciate. So one of the number one things for me is my beautiful lounge. I never, I still sit my bottom on that lounge, you know, two years after we've been stable here. And I just absolutely love that lounge to death because having lived for two years without one, you just really appreciate the little things so, so much more. Oh, that's great. Sharon, thank you so much for coming on and just sharing only a tiny little glimpse into your life and what you do. I'm really, really grateful. And I'm also grateful to have met you because we've done a few things now. And it's one of the amazing things about partnerships when you join a program or in the same program, Her Empire Builder, and you just naturally gravitate towards certain people. And you are one of those people for me. So thank you for coming on my podcast. Pleasure. And right back at you, Jamie. I love your work. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening. You're on the way to perfect public speaking with Jamie Abbott. Help us perfect our podcast. Rate and review it wherever you listen. Perfect public speaking with Jamie Abbott.